2: 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20, Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station TV, channel 20, Grand Junction, Colorado. From 7 to 8 a.m. on time Warner cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in for over 95 years. And our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, uses exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada La on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hunt, Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. In celebration of Palm Sunday, we begin today's program with a song by the choir, Church Choir, who will sing Hosanna, Hallelujah. They are led by choir director Emilia Hahn, accompanied by A.S. Mansuke on the piano, and Iris Locke on the organ. Up um, is the church band who will play a rendition of Wonderful Words of Life, led by yours truly. Our vocalist today is trustee associate pastor, Edmund Sprout, Sr. He will sing the song entitled, It Is Well With My Soul. He's accompanied by myself on the piano, Mr. an senior on the guitar, and Irish Locke on the drums. Surely when we are at the peace with the Lord and obedient to his word, he gives us the joy and happiness in our hearts to withstand the daily trials we go through.
0: When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say. It is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, those trials should come, let this blessed assure control that Christ has regard my helpless estate and hath shed his own blood for my soul. it is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul, and Lord, haste. The day when the faith shall be side, the clouds be rolled back as a scroll, the trump shall resound, and the Lord shall. it is well with my soul.
2: For the second song, our church choir will sing Hosanna in the highest. We praise and thank the Lord that we serve a true and living God, and his name is Jesus. He is our creator, savior, and Lord above all else. Please join in and sing his praises with our choir, following the words on your screen. Our instrumental number is a flute ensemble by members of the church band. They are directed by Sally Spockath and will play the songs Oh My My with I'll Fly Away. now we have a vocal duet by Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr. and Emilia Hahn, who will sing the song Since Jesus Passed By. This number is dedicated to Ms. Tihani To'ule. Tihani faithfully serves the Lord as a member of the church band, choir, and orchestra. She willingly assists whenever called upon and does it with a joyful heart. Tihani, may the Lord bless you, pressed down and overflowing for all that you do in the gospel work. Have a wonderful and blessed day.
1: Uplime, and I wonder, so lost and done A baker so helpless with a gods of his son Then my savior in mercy heard an answer to my cry Oh, what a difference since Jesus passed by Passed by, well, I can't explain it, and I cannot tell you why. But oh, what a difference! Since Jesus passed by, all my yesterdays are buried in the deep end of the sea. That, oh Lord. I carry is all gone, praise God, I'm free. Looking for that bright tomorrow, where no tears will dim the eye. Well, oh, what a difference since Jesus passed by. Since Since Jesus passed by, since Jesus passed by, Since Jesus passed by, well, I can't explain it, and I cannot tell you why, but oh, what a difference since Jesus passed. Slow, helpless, with a God-glorious God, song. Then my Savior in mercy turned my hands around. I, I am no oh, little difference Seven since Jesus passed.
3: and good morning. I'm Associate Pastor Jose Doc and I would like to repeat our television time stations and locations in the continental like of the U.S. for are viewing audience. Especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, these telecasts cannot be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 am on station KBTV, channel 8, in Comcast, channel 238, in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 am on station KBVU TV, channel 28, in Rica From 7 to 8 am on station KVME, channel 20, in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 am on station Kyoto TV, channel 11, in Monterey. From 6 to 7 am on station KACY channel 9, in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7, am on station KLSR, channel 34, in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6, I'm on station KZGO, channel 22, in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7, I'm on station KUCW, channel 30, of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and part of Nandera in Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight, on station KGBY-TV, channel 20, Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8, am on time on cable, channel 503, in New York City. If you would like to know more about our gospel work, if you are Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit the website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in home state Hawaii. Services are held daily at, temp, uh, Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and they healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all holidays begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services is held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. and on Fridays at 10 a.m and our Kamiki branch church located at 1361 Palola Avenue. Services, gospel awesome services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by the neighborhood of our churches and services all are conducted by pastor resident of Kasana Senior in Kanakaka Molokai, pastor Kenneth Amvera in Hina Maui, pastor Walter Aitino in Hila pastor Lana Kiwai Sanasena in Kolo Kauai, pastor Hanabai Pikawai. Pastor Vesper in Pesano Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services regardless of affiliations. There are no collections. If you desire to voluntarily continue to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address Deserted in the concluded telecast. And I would like to turn the program back to Head Pastor Brian Jr., who brings forward a spirit directed and for the sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Jose. What a pleasure it is to have
2: each of you join us as telecast viewers today. I'm especially pleased that you have elected to partake in the reading of God's Word with me and hear the glorious gospel of the Kingdom of God. In my realm of experience, I have often found that when faced with difficult situations, most people will begin to search and exhaust all kinds of avenues of possible help and for some reason come to the right place last. Therefore, I pray that my sermon, Hosanna in the highest, will bring you to the knowledge that no matter what the difficulty, a guaranteed and absolute source of help, deliverance, or solution may just lie in the Lord and Savior Himself, Jesus Christ. Remember, He's just a prayer away, but in the process, much faith and patience may be required of you in return. Will you have the perseverance to endure to the end? Today is Palm Sunday, a day we commemorate our Lord's entrance into Jerusalem. Jesus knew all things. He did not commit himself unto men, because he knew all men. And he did not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. He knew God's will for him. He knew why he came into the world. Through the gospel of the kingdom of God, we have learned and understand that Jesus knew his earthly ministry was drawing close to a close. He knew the hour was approaching when he would finish his mighty work by dying on the cross. In times past, he had kept his mission secret Now, there was no longer any need to do that. It is not fitting that the Lamb of God should come to die privately and silently. Before He died, every eye had to be centered on Him. The final countdown and crowning act of His life was to take place where and when all the world could know it. Jesus headed towards Jerusalem and stopped outside the village of Bethesda. He sent two disciples into the village with prior instructions. Read in Matthew 21, 2-3. Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a coat with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. For if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them. And straightway he will send them. Well, they did exactly what Jesus told them to do. They brought the two animals to him. Then a saddle of clothing was put upon the donkey, and Jesus rode into Jerusalem, seated upon the animal. As he rode, a great multitude went before him. Some spread their garments in his pathway, while others cut down branches from palm trees and placed them before him as they cried out joyfully. We read in John, the 12th chapter, verses 13 to 15, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus, when they found a young ass, sat thereon, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh, sitting on an ass's coat. Now, as they entered Jerusalem, we find that all the city was moved, and they said, who is this? And the multitude with Jesus answered, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Now, let us take a look at this presentation. First, we learned that Jesus had a perfect knowledge of all things. He knew where the donkey would be tied, He knew that she would have a coat by her side. He knew what her owner would say. And just as it was back then, nothing can be hidden from his eye, even today. He sees us in the brightness of midday, in the blackness of midnight. You can get away from everyone in the world. You can flee to the ends of the earth. But he still sees you and knows all about you. So we need to be careful in what we say and what we do. His eyes are upon us. Let us behave and glorify our Father which art in heaven. One day, a farmer went over to his neighbor's field to steal some watermelons. He took his little boy along with him. He first looked every way, north, south, east, and west. Then he began to put the watermelons into the bag. The youngster wisely rebuked his father and said, Father, you forgot to look one way. You forgot to look up. Yes, we must never get to look up. He sees all that we do. He knows all about us. He will hold us accountable both here and the life hereafter for our deeds and words. This means one sin shall find one out. Second, We notice here how prophecy was fulfilled to the minutest detail in the life of Christ. 450 years before this time, Zechariah, under God, had prophesied that Jesus would come into Jerusalem riding on a donkey. And it happened just as he said, as we read in Zechariah 9.9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just, and having salvation, lowly, and riding upon an ass, and upon a coat, the foal of an ass. Many people ignore prophecy. Some preachers even make light of it. But we can know surely that the prophecies concerning his second coming are to be as literally fulfilled as those concerned with his first coming. Read John 14, 2-3, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Why didn't the people, including the religious leaders of today, recognize him? And why don't some of the religious leaders today believe in His second coming? Why? It is simply because they do not pay heed to prophecy. He literally came to earth in person the first time, and likewise, He will literally come to earth in person the second time as well. He came to suffer in humiliation the first time. He will come in glory the second time to rule and reign. Read in Acts 1, Verses 9 through 11. And when he, that is Jesus, had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfast toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Yes, the same Jesus shall come again, the same way that he went and went away in his glorified body. Thus he will return in his glorified body. He went away as a person, he will return as a person. He was seen ascending, thus he will be seen descending. When he returns, angels and believers will be with him. The important thing for true born-again Christians to do is to witness and watch until he returns. In other words, occupy until he comes. Third, we see the humility of Christ. He could have asked for a span of beautiful horses and an elegant chariot in which to ride as he entered the city. He could have ridden into Jerusalem in splendor as today's rulers ride. But he rode on the most homely and humblest animal known to the world, and subjected himself to further ridicule by choosing one that was followed by a quote. Jesus was not a high and mighty and unapproachable potentate. He was sweet, humble, and friendly, which means that we can approach him today with all our needs. His ears are always open to our cries. His heart is always being in sympathy with ours. Fourth, we learn that man's favor and applause are fleeting things. One day, the multitudes cried out, Hosanna! Days later, the cries of these same people changed drastically. Read in Mark 15, 13 to 14, and they cried out again, crucify him. Then Pilate said unto them, why, what evil hath he done? And they cried out the more exceedingly, crucify him. This is truly a characteristic of human nature, for nothing is so fickle and fleeting as popularity. It is here today and gone tomorrow. There is only one upon whom we can really depend on, and it's Jesus is His name. As you read in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. This is another lesson from this same event. Just as the gates were thrown open wide to admit Christ on that day, so are we to throw open the doors of our hearts and let Him in today. Read John 10, 7-9, Then said Jesus unto them again, very, very, I said unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. Yes, TV viewers, behold your Savior. He offers himself to you, he brings with him every good thing for time and eternity. Open your hearts to him, open your homes to him, and open your businesses to him. Don't be like the innkeeper who could find no room for him the night the Savior was born. On one occasion, Jesus entered the temple, and what he found there made him very upset. As you read in Matthew 21, 12, 13, and Jesus went to the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sow doves. And said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer. But he had made it a den of thieves. Needless to say, Jesus' anger was quite intense. Do I mean to say that the meek and lowly Jesus, the one who had just ridden to town on the donkey, became angry? Yes, I mean just that. He saw enough in the temple to fill him with righteous indignation. The house of God was not being used as a house of worship, but as a den of thieves. People were trading, buying, and selling right there in this sacred place. When some men see a chance to make a dollar, they rush in, regardless of where it is. Paul tells us in 1 Timothy 6.10, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. God has to send sorrows, sicknesses, and afflictions to draw people back into the house of God. In the days of old, sheep, oxen, and doves were needed for sacrifices in the temple. Therefore, certain men rushed to open up a market. They profaned the temple in order to carry on their businesses. They brought their sheep, oxen, and doves right into the temple and turned it into a dirty, smelly, noisy, and unruly marketplace. Those who entered the temple to worship found not a quiet sanctuary, but a place of confusion, noise, and fierce competition as the merchants sold their wares. Besides all this, there were several tables where the money changers changed foreign money into the coin of the land, just as you find today at the banks and airports. When Jesus saw all of this, his anger was aroused, and he did something about it. He made a whip of cords and started after the fellows concerned. His blazing eyes struck terror into their hearts. They could not stand before him. He swept the money bags into the floor and turned over the tables. He stormed through the temple, driving off the cattle and racing doves. He drove everything before him, crying out, my house shall be called the house of prayer. But he had made it a den of thieves. The question is, was Jesus out of character here? Did he simply lose his school? Was he less divine here with a whip in his hands than when he was, when those were nailed, hands were nailed to the cross? No. Jesus was perfectly in character here. God is a God of love, but he is also a God of wrath. He will not let sin go He will not overlook it. Listen to Ezekiel 18:4. Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. So that sinneth, it shall die. In other words, every man bears his own responsibility before God. It is not inherited by the children. The sinful nature is passed to all the sons of Adam. There are some people who go through life without repentance. They live in sin and rebellion against God. They say that God is the God of love who will overlook their sinful ways and take them home to heaven at the end of their lives. Oh, how wrong they are. We're also told that in the day of judgment, men will cry out for the rocks and the mountains to hide them from the wrath of the Lamb. That is the reason I urge you today to repent of your sins and accept Jesus as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord. What is repentance? Repentance means godly, sorrowful sins, meaning to have another mind, to change the mind, to indicate a change of mind in regards to sin, God, and self. Someone came to church one night with his light. He realized his light lacked what was necessary to enter into the kingdom of God. He heard about the wonderful works of God performed in the Apostolic Faith Church through the telecast. All the blind saw, the deaf heard, the lepers cleansed, the cancerous and asthmatic healed, and the brokenhearted revived. As a result, he acknowledged that Jesus was the master and that no one could do these miracles except God be with him. Thus, he came to church and I informed him of John 3, 5, Verily, verily, I said unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the seventh verse, it said, Marvel not that I said unto thee, he must be born again. True Christians are not made, they are born again. To be born of water is to be baptized in water by immersion and in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And to be a member of the Christ, one must be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues or in unknown language. The only Bible evidence provided in the Bible which can be used to verify and substantiate that one has received the baptism of the Holy Ghost is found in Acts 2-4. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. It began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It is the Spirit that gives utterance, not man or a church. This person who came to the church repented of his sins bringing fruits worthy of repentance, gladly received God's word and was baptized. Today that person is walking the Lord, having given up his former light to follow Jesus, the light of the world. He also realized that the name of Jesus is essential and vital to true and complete salvation. It is stated so in Acts 4, 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I say amen to that. There are times when we ought to get angry, like Jesus was in the temple. We ought to get angry at the drug traffic that tears down the young as well as the old. We ought to get angry at the liquor traffic, which causes drunkenness on the highways, which in turn causes accidents and deaths. We ought to get angry at all the crimes taking place in our society today, rapes, murders, robbery, and every evil one can think of, which tears down the life and happiness of men and women. Jesus became angry in God's house. Thus, it is not wrong for us to get angry at life's injustices and try to do something about them. I don't mean we should lose our tempers continually in sinful anger. Jesus was our example. While on the cross, he ruled his own spirit well and said not a word. The Bible says that a man who rules his own spirit is greater than one who takes his city. There is only one way to rule your own spirit. You must submit yourself to Christ and ask Him to help you remain calm and be tender and sweet. One day Jesus was hungry. He came to a fig tree and looked upon it for fruit, but He found there nothing but leaves. The Lord does not want rubbish in our lives. He wants them to bear fruit. Read Matthew 21, 19 to 20. And when He saw a fig tree in the way, He came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only, and said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforward forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is this fig tree withered away? Today many make an outward show. The Lord does not look at the outward appearance. He looks at the heart. Beneath the leaves or rubbish there are no fruits, nor spirituality, no grace, no faith, no love, no humility. Therefore, what they believed to be the truth withered away. Jerusalem was destroyed. The temple was burned. Daily sacrifice was taken away, and the people were scattered to the ends of the earth. Today we see Jerusalem compassed with armies, and the great desolation of which Jesus spoke is near at hand. What a warning this is to us. We can have a beautiful buildings, a large congregation, large organizations, a fabulous budget, yet fail because we do not have the inward power and spirituality which God expects us to have. Oh, let us be careful to see that our living for Jesus is true and that we bear more than we mere leaves. Then there is a parable about a man who rented his vineyard to some men and departed for a far off country. At the proper season, he sent his servants to collect the rent. Instead of paying the rent, the renters beat and killed the servants. As we read in Matthew 21, 35 to 36, and the husbandmen took his servants and beat one and killed another and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants, more than the first, and they did unto them likewise. Last of all, he sent his son, saying, they will. Reverence my son. But these wicked men killed the son also. As we read in verse 38 But when the husbandmen saw the son, they said uh, among themselves, This is the hare. Come, let us kill him and let us seize on his inheritance. Now says Jesus, These wicked men will be destroyed and the vineyard will be rented out to someone else. The reference here is meant primarily for the Jewish nation. God has done everything to win them to himself. Listen to John 1:11. 11, he came unto his own and his own received him not. Even those who were highly religious rejected the Lord Jesus Christ as their king. He sent Noah and the flood. He sent Moses, the law, and the idea of blood sacrifice He sent King David and his psalms of forgiveness, but they continued in their sins. Last of all, he sent his son, and they slew him upon the cross. Jesus said that they had rejected him, the cornerstone of life. We are informed that at the time, certain Greeks were present in Jerusalem and requested an interview with him They had heard of him and the great things he had done, the desire to get close enough to talk to him, but the interview had not been granted. What a great disappointment this was for the Greeks, who were discouraged and disillusioned with their own traditional and pagan religion. In all probability, they were seeking the truth and hope to discover it through Jesus. They are typical of of so many people today. They have tried the world. They have tried pleasure. They have tried all forms of religion. Yet, they have found no peace of mind and heart. Would to God that men everywhere would come to Jesus, for he alone can provide peace and contentment. As for the Greeks, they encountered Philip, one of the disciples of Christ, and said to him, sir, we would see Jesus. Here's a significant thought. When the world wants to see Jesus, it usually doesn't look into the Bible, nor does it look into the world of nature, but it looks into the lives of true born-again Christians. Jesus, well, he beheld the city of Jerusalem, wept. After all, he had come to seek and to save this very city. He was soon to leave the temple for the last time, and thus cried out in Matthew 23, 37, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings? And he would not. Yes, this was the farewell of long suffering love he proclaimed to a city that would not repent. If you would like to know more about God's Word, the Church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website as jesuscomingsoon.org. And until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Han Jr expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come to your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. And now we call upon our church band to bring our program to its conclusion with his wonderful song entitled, Glory to God, Hallelujah.